just want to understand who you be and where you come Folks, from. Folks, fans, the Super Bowl is about to start in one minute. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we just started the podcast because we plan on recording while the podcast is going on because we don't support the Super Bowl or the NFL. And this has been a really difficult week for me. <laughs> Solidarity for Kaepernick, you know. Yeah, so, Solidarity for black folks, man. In like, general, yeah. yeah, like it's. I did not watch NFL at all last season. Then this season, the Rams were doing good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I started watching a little bit of football. I know, I know you you just disappointed in me. You'll always be disappointing me. There's all there's always something I'm fucking up at. Well, I mean, but, um, you're aware at least. You know, you're look, trying to make strides. I feel. You know, I got something to say. Steps. You mother, I probably already addressed this, but you motherfuckers will be sitting there. You can't just stop watching it. <laughs> you didn't watch it your whole life. Most of y'all did not, so it's not a difficult thing for you to do. Mm. Like if I told you to stop watching the goddamn love and hip hop and shit, you'd trip out. Like, oh man, why I gotta do that? But this is something I've been doing. <laughs> I've been watching the NFL my whole entire life, mm-hmm. not just the games. It's more I than just an event the, to watch. It's yeah, an experience, this is, this I'm is, sure. I played football, I yeah. mean, from playing in the streets, playing on in high school and college. So, you know, it's it's tough. So, I mean, I, even these guys playing right now, I've been watching some of these guys since they were kids playing in the NFL. I mean, playing in high school and Pop Warner, and you know, I wanted to see them, but... It's bigger than that. And that's what we're hoping some of these entertainers and other folks would get, that it's bigger than your entertainment. It's bigger than your plat- than you promoting your music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to each their own. I can't force somebody's hand. You can't help but feel a little disappointed when you have some of, some of the black icons supporting or performing in the Super Bowl, um, even some, um, you know, some legends or... Uh, someone that's heavily influencing the uh, the masses right now, you know, in young black culture and everything, you know, everybody yeah. is a... So if you didn't know who he's talking about, he's talking about Gladys Knight as a legend and also Big Boy from yeah. the group Outkast, mm-hmm. who was definitely legendary, probably the greatest hip-hop group of all time. Mm-hmm. It's and been then, rumored that Andre 3000 may join them. I don't know, man. man. We'll know I, I by the time this I airs. Don't, I, don't, I don't want to believe that at I can't all. believe that. I can't. But, um... Oh, also, uh, who? Um, oh, and the up and coming, the one, the one who has the, the popularity right now, Travis Scott. Yeah. And Travis Scott, this motherfucker wanted to come out and say that uh, he didn't say he had he got a blessing from Kaepernick to do it, but he did say that um, he claimed to have had a conversation with Kaepernick about the performance, and there was a mutual understanding and respect. Mm. After that conversation, at least that's what he was like insinuating, as if like he said that. I know, uh, I know. Well, his people, his said, people said yeah. that, and uh, that's bullshit. And um, <laughs> so, so Colin Kaepernick's uh, girlfriend, who speaks a lot more than he does, he's he's pretty much like all work, no talk. You know, he gets he does some stuff, but he doesn't really talk too much. Doesn't give interviews. But Nessa, his girlfriend, will definitely speak, and she did on Twitter. She said. There is no mutual respect and there is no understanding for anyone working against Kaepernick, period. Hashtag stop lying. <laughs> and Ebro from uh, Hot 97 said, Cap did not approve this bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. 
Cap retweeted both of those tweets. So <laughs> did he? Yes, he did. So that's basically how he feels about the situation when yeah. it comes to Travis Scott. But Travis Scott, y'all need to do some research on Travis Scott. He's also said some things before uh, mm-hmm. about um, Michael Brown's uh, killing. That yeah. was on, I believe, High 97. I think I brought that up last time we talked. So, yeah, I hope mm-hmm. you did your research on that. And uh, also Maroon 5 is in it, but they not I mean, black, so we don't care. to be expected. Like, but, I mean, <laughs> and then Gladys Knight is, um, you know, she wanted, I've yeah, seen the some civil, of the interviews. The, the civil rights activist, the Gladys civil- Knight. <laughs> All <laughs> right, I've seen some interviews out there where she's talking about, you know, I've been there, I've been an activist. Well, I've she been was frontliner. I don't, I, we don't I, know this. I haven't seen real, I mean, I, I don't know, but all I know is that this is an opportunity for her to again stand up if yeah. that's the case. And you, she had very empty morals of why she said she was doing it. She didn't have any real reasons. Oh, you no, know no, no. I mean? I'll tell you exactly. She says she believes no. she's bringing people together. <laughs> she wants to give I, the anthem its voice. She wants to she wants to stand for the historic choice of, of the words of the anthem. What are you talking about? What the I don't fu- know. This is why I don't believe that she was on no front line, no civil rights activist, because you can't read. <laughs> like if you was that into it, then you would have read and you would have known that this anthem ain't about no unity, ain't about no solidarity, ain't mm-hmm. about no. it definitely ain't about us because we were slaves. Exactly. <laughs> and if you read the whole anthem, you see yeah, it was about us, but it was about killing and enslaving us. Exactly, like, li- like those are the words. Like, what are you, what are you talking like, what about? Are you talking about. And, and so, I don't yeah. give you no pass because you owe. Because mm-hmm. Angela Davis is a supporter of Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And, and and I also I now hate, that was a frontliner. That was Go ahead. A front I'm sorry. No, I just also hate when you know people want to call themselves part of movements and then you know they really was just present when things were happening. <laughs> you know, like. Yo, it wasn't hard to be part of the movement back then. I'm just saying, not saying that it wasn't. I don't mean that not, they didn't right. like, put in the work and it wasn't. I have no idea. And it wasn't Yo. like they weren't going to get their asses whipped or, you know, it wasn't stressful on them. I'm just saying to show up to a party because mm-hmm. it's like people were really fighting for the power like all the time. So mm-hmm. you just go to a march. Yeah. It was kind of like the yeah. thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you could really just pull up because you was dating somebody. <laughs> real easy. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like it wasn't a real effort because like, it was the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked to you earlier about like being a Black Panther. Some of them took it very serious. Mm-hmm. And some of them were like, yo, this shit cool. You're wearing leather jackets and shit. Or, you, uh, you know, females is on you. What? I know it would have been a win-win situation for me. I was like, oh, these slick little black little outfits. Fire. The funny thing is Huey P. Newton knew that. Mm-hmm. Huey P. Newton had an allure. Yeah, he he like said a, that. He said, like, yeah, he said, oh, when I walk through the hood, leather jacket, big gun. Yeah. You know, my hat and the, my afros fire. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We all working out. Yeah. They're going to turn that. some heads. And I'm like, what's that? That's that. Yeah. So, that yeah, nice. I don't know I, I, what I wanna, you were exactly on, Gladys. I don't know. I want to, you know, give props to some of the artists who did turn it down uh, yes. during, during, the Super Bowl, um, during the Super Bowl. Um, Rihanna, of course, that makes sense. Cardi B, that's that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we know? Oh, Pink, Pink did as well. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. like shit. Let's talk about some people who are standing with him. Like I said, uh, Angela Davis, mm-hmm. she's riding with him. Uh, Ebro, riding with him. Yeah. Um, shit, man, there's a bunch. I was supposed mm-hmm. to write them down, so this is now I gotta sit here and look and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to also talk about. You know, there were, you know, even more recent artists that did do the Super Bowl, you know, Beyonce, we have the 
the beautiful, you know, the historic performance with Whitney Houston in the '90s. You know, it's just, you know, I, I know some of the questions that's been coming up is like, well, we had all these people that have been involved in doing the Super Bowl before. Like, what's the difference and things like that? But I think the difference is a, a more social awareness that we're at right now. And then, you know, we have Kaepernick presently standing up right now. So it's, it just seems like this would be the best time, if any, to really actually make a move and going towards, you know, standing up for yourself and your rights and, you know, being a human being and, you know, not being hunted, well, you know? Before Beyonce and all those other people performed, there was no blatant, like, direct blackballing of a black player for standing up for black right. rights. Like, since he decided to make a protest for black folks for young black men getting murdered by the police. That was what it was about. He wanted to bring attention to that. Since he's done that, that's why we are now, then he got blackballed. He played pretty well that season. Then he couldn't find a job while all these other people who are not as good as him did find jobs. He's been blackballed. He's been disrespected. Mm -hmm. Other people who have been on his side have been disrespected. <clears throat> and so now you see this league doesn't give two shits about your people. Like they don't exactly. care about your black ass. They don't care about you protesting for rights. They don't, they, they're not supporting you. They, they're not, you're not their priority, even though you are the majority of the fucking NFL, you run this league. Um, yeah, and then, so I want to talk about like why I, like I had a, I was going to watch the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm from LA the Rams, you know, I was like, oh, we in this thing. I'm watching yeah. the game. Go and hang out with the homies. I mean, not, it's, definitely it's crazy not. the Rams that made it. I was yeah. like, it's as soon as they want to. Yeah. You know? Not <laughs> like, like, I was not about to be doing this podcast right now. I was about to be with the homies, mm, eating some goddamn wings, and drinking a fucking beer. Yeah. And talking my shit. <laughs> but first. What fork in the road did you meet? Like, <sighs> All right. The first thing that happened, uh, I believe it was last week. I'm not sure. I don't think it was this week, but I saw a um, a post from this guy that I follow. Um, his name is Milo. He's a psychologist. His Instagram is ph dotson. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a PhD. Cool dude, man. Um, he made a post about supporting Kaepernick and the protest, and I'm gonna read it right now. He said, "I love LA. I love the game of football." I love spending time with my family watching sports. As excited as I am that one of my hometown teams made it to the Super Bowl, I won't be watching. Because here's the thing, y'all. I love the people and justice too much to support an event produced by an oppressive organization that has unjustly blackballed my brother Kaepernick. I support my friends and classmates who are professional football players, and I continue to make the choice to not support the NFL. To be clear, ain't nobody naive here. I am not disillusioned to think that this picture or this caption that goes with it will stop the league from making millions on millions. But if we don't make a stand on the individual level, systems won't pay attention, nor will we bring about change. So here I am as an individual, proudly and unapologetically taking a knee against police brutality and oppression. I do not stand for injustice, so I kneel with Brother Cap. No Cap, no NFL. Um, so I read that. And I was very pissed that I read it. I was like, fuck, why didn't I keep scrolling, man? I didn't have to see that shit. Yeah. But if I kept watching after reading that, when he pretty much expressed exactly how I feel, mm -hmm. like we the same, we're basically the same person here. Mm -hmm. If I kept watching morally, 
I couldn't like respect myself because mm-hmm. I know it's wrong. I know I shouldn't support something like this. And I talk too much shit to keep supporting. Mm-hmm. Fuck what I grew up on. Fuck my love of the fucking game. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Fuck. Okay. I'm kind of pissed. It, I, yeah. And then I was, to be honest, I was still a little on the fence. I was like, you know, I, okay, I'm struggling. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. But then I was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to watch it by myself. In my head, I was saying it. I was like, nobody's going to, I was like, nobody's going to know that I watched it. I'm just not going to watch it with the homies. And then this came out. Sources, NFL used polling firm to get public opinion on Colin Kaepernick. So this is going to help out Kaepernick's collusion case because they really went further with trying to find out what the people were saying. So Kaepernick was the only player singled out in his research. So the NFL, um, they hired a group, the Glover Park Group, a consulting firm, and they did this poll. Now, the sources declined to share specific numbers, but said the poll revealed a deep racial, political, and generational division when it came to player protests. Specifically, divisions in which a majority of white NFL fans supported disciplining players for not standing for the national anthem versus a majority of the NFL's African-American and Latino fans who didn't. The sources also said a majority of Republican NFL fans supported the disciplining of players versus a majority of Democratic fans. Um, So because of that poll, they were able to say stuff like, like many of our fans... We believe that everyone should stand for the national anthem. Because they excluded the fans that wouldn't. So, because <laughs> right. most of their fans, like, if exactly. you're polling like that, like, most of your fans are, you know, population, mm-hmm. like, white. Mm-hmm. So, you took what they felt, and you rolled with it, and that became your narrative. And that's probably what you pushed to other owners mm-hmm. and front league offices fake information and that's probably pr- why yeah, and that way. probably furthered why he doesn't have a fucking job so reading that i was like yo he putting this case together he i is. can't i can't do it and, and the previous um the previous thing that you said you read that kind of changed your opinion on it too you know something that he was speaking to is how we all think our little micro things don't make a big difference and you know this has been going on for like shit, like what two seasons at least? Three, yeah, two seasons. Two seasons. Well, he was and... protesting his the last season he played, and then mm-hmm. he didn't play last year, and he didn't play this year. Yeah, I and... mean he's never gonna play in the league again. Yeah, he's never. But I'm just, you know, I'm just elated that it's still such a hot topic and it's not blowing over and it's 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 having a chance to grow to reach more and more people like it reached you and reached you know other ones. That's that's beginning to make a change of what you know, they're going to really do about this and what they're going to really view and what their value systems are really, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, man, it's, it's it's dope to see so many people support, but it's also disappointing to see the type, like, you get surprised when you see who's not supporting. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing, like, I saw one analyst talking about, um, like, oh, they're saying people are sellouts if they don't support you, they're with us or against us. Well, I'm not with you on this one then because I don't like when people try to push that on me. And, it's not about it's that. It's not man. about that. Obviously, it's like, yo, like you're supporting a league that is telling you they don't fuck with you. I mean, I know it's yeah. your like the dude saying it. He, it's his job. Like, but mm-hmm. then don't speak on it. Then, like, yeah. we don't need you to push that push that kind of ideology on these kids. Like, that protesting and standing up is wrong, basically. 
I just watched this Dateline last night about how now there's been a record decline of enrollment within football and and, uh, Little League, regular league, and highlight and schools that changing it to now just flag football because there's so much more knowledge about the concussions, uh, concussions and head yeah, injuries. Yeah, and so now the people that's more informed about that information are upper class um, white people or upper, just, you know, So the league is going to get blacker. Exactly. And that's what's happening. And because they're not letting their kids play anymore. And so now with the uh, black people, they're the ones that's usually the least educated, don't know about the loan um, the long occurring Ill- Ill- illnesses and you have from the, some of them you know, know and don't care, and then they don't care because it's the only ticket out. Yeah, and exactly. you know they push that still, and it's like a gamble. And now, I mean, things are changing because these uh these recruiters are getting more and more aggressive because of it as well. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, well, recruiters being aggressive, mm-hmm. they just starting earlier. They starting earlier. Yeah, they getting these kids. They talking to these kids from junior high. Um, and also, man, I was disappointed seeing Akon's bitch ass, Akon. Talking about this ain't the time or place to be doing it. Talking about the Super Bowl. It's like, I mean, why would you turn down the Super Bowl? Like, that kind of performance. That, like, that's surprising. Like, get out of here, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like, and look, I, I'm not going to – I don't know if it's because he's not African-American. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe that is it. Maybe he don't feel it the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. if, maybe he just don't get it because it ain't his fight here. It mm-hmm. don't make – as much like in his fight, I don't know, but it's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, fuck it. Oh, you talk about Jesse. So Cap's attorney said this is good. He said, "So for all those people performing, they're saying them, they're saying to themselves, I care more about my career than whether what I'm doing is right.' And mm-hmm. I agree. Like, do your thing, man. Have fun with like it. It's like either being a um, Republican or Democrat. Guess what? We'll <laughs> never. The funny, the fucked up thing is, we'll never forget this. Like never. you, you. This decided is going to in history. These people who who are gonna enjoy your performance are for are going to forget it. You're not gonna mm. have no like amazing performances. Is gonna stand out for the rest of their lives. It ain't gonna be Beyonce, man. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So you did this for nothing for us to actually just sit there and be like. You old weak ass bitch. <laughs> like that's to, what to to ruin your legacy. Yeah, I like mean, Gladys Knight. I'm never gonna look at her the same. It's I know, and you love the Gladys Knight. I, I know you did. I think I she's one of the most amazing singers of all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, Auntie Gladys, you ain't my auntie no more. Uh-uh. <laughs> she's on the removed <laughs> We're side. We're not fucking with you. Second married man. Yeah. Oh, and disappointing news, man. Like it really sucked. This is really sad. I can't believe. Like I. I almost said I can't believe it. I definitely can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe it, but Jesse Smollett is, um, we're going to talk about his attack, um, hate crime. Um, you know, he you know he just had this uh, performance, was it last night maybe, or the night before? It was last night. Last night. night. Now, he's been yeah, talking about he's gay Tupac. I know, <laughs> I know. It, like, I know it was a joke, so I'm not going to go in on him because yeah. you know how I feel about pot, but. We just gonna let it be the joke and ha ha. No, but I was gonna talk more about him being, you know, being still stand up, to stand yeah, yeah, yeah. up and uh, being present and still because everybody was still wondering was he gonna counter that performance. But you know, I think he definitely wanted to show his resilience and you know. I'm glad there was. I'm glad they said there was some video found of the attackers because then the next thing was people were like doubting that the story was. Real. I know for real, for real. Yeah. And, and just, you know, making it about uh, hookups and all that shit. And I'm like, none of got that beat matters. Up by, saying like, he got beat up by his boy. I saw somebody say he got beat up by his boyfriend. 
Like I'm like the stories yo, are getting wild. Yeah, I'm just like okay, I understand we don't want to. You know, we always doubting, but you know the truth at times or, or people's stories. I get I know, it. Everybody people, people be lying. That, you know, people be lying. I get it. I get it. Take anything at face value. I get that. But, yeah, I do. But. Fuck, y'all didn't have no information on that, so why even go that route? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand. I but don't. Uh, it's really disheartening that that it happened. And I'm, yo, y'all gotta start, y'all, y'all gotta stop playing with this shit, man. This shit is real out here. Carry some fucking pepper spray or something. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, look, if you can't squab, and sometimes it ain't even you ain't even gonna be able to squab. They might hit you with a fucking bat or something. You can't, but at least. <laughs> No, straight up. Like you, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't, you ain't gonna have no no option. You yeah. might get fucked up like that, but be aware. Be aware. Um, be prepared because I'm always watching my back. That's like, the thing. People get so comfortable with like just not taking in their surroundings. You know, yeah. I'm like, be sober. That's what you need to do. Especially yeah. when you're out and around, around the right people. I mean, all that shit matters. At least be and, sober by yourself. I mean, don't be drunk by yourself and shit. Like, have a yeah. have, a, have a drinking buddy. What is going yeah. on? It feels really different to think that people can literally be hunt, like hunting you for just being fucking gay. Yeah, that's scary. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, like that's that's like you. But don't it have wasn't to just do gay. Anything it was a double. Anything. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a double minority really? like, attack. Like, like wow, shit. they got all this. right. And this is one thing I did want to bring up for sure because I saw, I saw a, like a write up about it, saying that um, the silence of straight men is um, basically is disgusting on the Jesse Smollett uh, incident. And how you know straight? I, when I saw, it, I was like, how you know straight men are silent? Because I hear straight men talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like what? What was the? What did you want? Wh- which straight men did you want to speak up? Like was it your cousin that didn't say nothing to you when you when you talked to him? Like I don't understand like that. Like why are we trying to divide right now? Mm-hmm. Like why have that? Why do that? I haven't heard that one. Um, I guess my initial reaction to that is I mean uh, straight black man, right? What are they saying though? That's the question. What, what are they saying? Man? It's not how many of them are saying it. Who specifically is saying it? It's what they saying. What are they? How are they responding to the incident? What are they saying? The same way we're responding right now. Yeah. Like nobody's saying, "Oh, should have beat his little faggot ass up." That's not how we. No, those are not the conversations. Oh man, should have. Oh, what was he doing? Why was he there? No, this is the same conversation we're saying now. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's. I, I haven't heard anybody say anything other than that. I think that's just you. I think that's just. Then what, that's cool. Maybe, then that's just yeah. them. But we can't put it out there and say. Straight black men not speaking, not saying anything, or just, like not at what? all. Like, nah, that's no. not cool. Like, it would be men to... in general, huh? It would be men in general, but not just black men. But nobody else matter though. Like, other other people that ain't black don't matter to this conversation. They just True. don't. But you can't. We can't say that when you don't know. Like, like who are you talking to? Why would you even make that statement? A few days after, why would you make this story? You just waiting to just shit on some straight black men? It's a bitter statement, granted. Yo, so um, right before the podcast started, um, we got some news that Twenty One Savage is an illegal alien. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so random. I, we were like, "That's we were like, they got the wrong name." Like what? 
But Ice yeah. arrest rapper 21 Savage says he's illegally present in the United States. Did that throw anybody else like off like right away? Like didn't he claim somewhere else or did we no, just assume he, he was just, somewhere well, else? He moved to um he moved to Atlanta at the age of I believe wait, how old is he right now? I don't know, but probably like <laughs> around 12 or something. And it said all I know is that he moved to Atlanta in like 2005. All I know is that he moved to Atlanta around 2005. Uh-huh. And now he, uh, we find out that he was from the UK. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The more you know. I would love to hear a 21 Savage album in his English accent. A whole album. Yeah. See what's cracking with that. So, anyway, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, we, there's not much information on it. Ain't much to say, but surprised. Uh, that was a, you know, wasn't, wasn't, Expecting that, and also his name. I had to look him up, so I found out his real name, Shia Bin. <laughs> I need to. Hear, I, man, look, y'all, my huggers. When we start looking up these people's names, I'll be like, Yo, Shia what Bin. the fuck? What is that? Uh, Maybe it's a religious name or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, y'all. We got a guest. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. We have Marcus here. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? So to introduce Marcus, he's a friend I've known for about three years now. It's just crazy because the time just flies by. Um, but, you know, I think I spoke before how I said it's really hard for me to have gay friends. I don't really like gay people. It's hard for me to just, I'm sorry. It's hard. Like, I keep trying, but it just never work out. But I don't really like you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, Mark has been around for three years now. And uh, the, the thing that the reason why I want, you know, really uh, genuine gay friendships <laughs> or friendships with gay people is that, you know, that's a big part of me, you know, and I should have someone or some people to kind of reflect upon and see, you know, tell me about myself, you know, things that I can learn, the ways we can learn from each other. So yeah, that's what Mark has been for me, I guess. And there was a preview of Marcus on the last podcast, so I know yeah. y'all were excited to hear more. Oh, God. Oh, That's right, right. Yeah. We got into a, a, a bit of Marcus' um, dating life. Oh, uh, um. yeah. But um, <laughs> um, around the time, oh, well, first of all, I wanted to have Marcus on the show because it kind of, um, I like being able to compare like our experiences, you know, my version of being gay versus like Marcus, you um, you want to elaborate on that? I mean, I mean, just essentially, um, I I don't know. I've always been feminine, so I guess when you speak to like dating or like talking to guys specifically, like I I don't know. I can play both sides of the fence. I think like you know I'm not always wearing face, so. I don't know. People like the whole skinny, athletic-looking, black boy type of thing. Like, <laughs> so it works for me. Why you gotta look so perverted when you talk about it? Because like, it because it, it arouses me when I talk about it. So I have to like. You uh, know, I, yeah. I do have a question though for you, D, because this is your friend, and you don't have many gay friends, and he does. You know, I'm multiple gay friends in one. So. <laughs> And so, but one of those multiples, you're not a true fan of, or haven't been over the years, like. Oh yeah, like I guess I guess he's talking about um, like Marcus said he's more of uh, well he can code switch and be <laughs> more, you know, like more of the film type and I know for me 
You've never been a fan of flamboyant, flamboyant gays. Not 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 saying not not a fan, but you don't like just... walking next to him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Yo, bitch. Next to him. I've heard this before. Okay, well, so... you are you feel a little you. I don't know about now, but you definitely at one time were feeling a little like you didn't like the eyes. Yeah, you wanted to kind of like get in and out without all the attention. <laughs> It's 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 the femme eyes when you walk in and you're like in a mall or something and then you look a gay in the eyes and they just look real sharp like you know they look they just look at you like they don't really prefer you to look. No, at them. that's like, not that's not what he's no. That's not, that's not the eyes we're talking about. We're talking, we're talking about just about regular I, yeah. just random eyes. It's like what is what are they? No, oh, look I, at the gay guy. You don't like the me. fact that oh, I'm uh, explaining. I'm like he didn't like that people knew that he was probably gay. Right. He like, wanted to be like, he wants you to know him as D first and then, hey, I'm gay. <laughs> and I think that is the way I prefer it. And I know that that's something that I've always struggled with from the very beginning. That's why I was in the closet. Is especially like, with that walk. <laughs> that's why I was always. That's why I was in the he closet. He got a good walk, y'all. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, each year that passes, I know I get more comfortable with True. myself and. Uh, more comfortable with my gayness and just being, you know, more of who I am, which, you know, that, that really makes me excited to understand who I'm going to end up being, you know, to that state where you just don't really give a fuck like at all, you know, but, you know, everybody give a fuck a little bit when you, you know, 30. But anyways, one of the things, one of the, like, I feel like the social experiments was going into public with Marcus sometimes because to me, it'd be testing my resilience to that, like to that fear or to that anxiety of like, okay, I'm going out with my gay friend who looks gay, so I know they're gonna know right away that I'm gay by association. Or, you know, sometimes people do know I'm gay right away, but still just like that level of it, or like that is just like completely comfortable who the fuck you are. And it's like, I knew that that is ultimately the mindset of what this is and where I wanna be. Like, let me, like, this, this dude is living in himself and you know, like he's, so much younger than me, but like I'm twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, Claire. <laughs> but to see that type of uh, courage and um, you know that much completeness about himself at such a young age it just gave me something to aspire to. So it was just like, yeah, it's like walk with him with my head, my head held high, and you know, not that. And like what he would do, like sometimes his face would be beat, like it is a little bit now. Or maybe I shouldn't because maybe it's just, you don't know. But yeah, it's a little beat now, but sometimes he'll wear like really like sometimes like a bit of like femme, femme clothes or yeah. he'll dress a little bit more. Like my fashion has definitely changed over the years, I think. Yeah. I remember like out of high school, where's really my confidence? I don't know. I was really confident all throughout school, more so for middle school, but like my style was definitely like I'm talking crop tops off the shoulder, hit him with a little high-waist jean with a little bit, you know, give him a little leg, you know what I'm saying? Like, roll up the jeans. So, like, it, it's definitely, like, shifted over time, whereas now, like, I like the idea of crop tops, but, like, I won't go for them. But, like, you know, I, I just keep it pretty simple. I don't know. Keep it more in my face. So, <laughs> can we... maturing. Can, yeah. can yeah, we... Uh, talk about maturing. Let's talk about your background. Let's talk about growing up. Like, where you from? I am from uh, Culver City, California, essentially. Uh, West Los Angeles is where I've grown up. Um, I grew up with my aunt. Uh, she basically raised me up. She's a wonderful woman. Her name is Michelle. And um, 
she she's you know she taught me everything i know how to respect myself and you know make the right choices and budget my money even though i know fuck all about that now just by choice um <laughs> but you know i think just um I was always curious. I was always explorative. I always wanted to dig up in some shit. I always wanted to do something like, you know, be in other people's business. I was really nosy. Um, so I think, I don't know, seeing men in public together was just kind of like, and on TV a lot. I definitely think that like, I set myself up to see men on TV a lot, you know? Um, and that's what just really like kind of confirmed it for me, I guess. But I'd always known that I was gay personally since I was really, really, really young. Um, in that respect, uh, but at what point were you open with it? Open with it? Um, or was it what age? Like maybe I came like out when I was twelve. Open? Okay, yeah. Were there? That's why I say I'm twelve because that was like my happy. That was like yeah, my best time. Before that though, were there already like assumptions that you were? Absolutely. I have my cousin Toya. She would tell me all the time. She was like, I knew when you came out your mama coochie, you was gay. She was like, I looked at you and I was just like, oh yeah, he gonna be gay. I don't know if it was because like I was a pretty baby. I looked like a sheriff and the bitch was jealous. But like, you know, like I probably was giving all kinds of, you know, little chocolate baby and she was just, I don't know, maybe she just, I don't know. Maybe she felt something. What about at school? At school, uh, I feel like people definitely probably, I feel like male staff definitely would like kind of pick and poke, you know what I mean? But I would flirt back because, you know, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. And I knew what I was doing. <laughs> but but some of them bit back, listen, so hey, that that's another topic for another day. So No, but, it ain't. It's a topic oh, for another day, it? too. Oh, well, <laughs> welcome back. Um, so, you know. <laughs> All topics. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you missed it. No, uh, so... Oh God, where was I? Uh, but school. yeah, school. Talking about uh, a little bit about Marcus dating life because <laughs> hold um, on, no, we got to stay okay, on this wait. background. We got to see the we got to well, see the, 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 we got to see it unravel. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to see this grow. Okay, so well. we talking about high school. We're talking um, and you so uh, not high school. We're talking about school at school. You know, there were General probably comfort. some assumptions. And yeah, so. Even though you so you came out, you were for sure at twelve, but. How was it dealing with that throughout school? Was it you're your little younger, so I kind of want to know what that was like in school. How did they treat you? Because I feel like it was better than in my day. Absolutely, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was a breeze. Quite frankly, um, I was popular. I had friends in every circle. I had boyfriends. I had gifts. I had teachers that preferred me. Principals was just like you cutting up, like. Get it together. Get out of my office. Look, it's real chill. This is beautiful. It's like, great. No, isn't because, it? No, straight up. Like, yeah. if you grew up in my area, it would have been different. Yeah. Like, it would have been rough. Like, I feel like a lot of those kids, like, I'm I'm for sure a, most gay dudes, most black gay men waited until after high school to come out. Well, I mean, I had some bad experiences. I get that though, and I and I get why because in those times, you know, it was it was a lot different. There was this big stigma just around homosexuality, yeah, and it just being like, "Yo, booty hole, bro, yo, booty hole." So like, everything you know, was gay. Everything, <laughs> everything is everything, gay. Everything was gay. Everything had something to do with something yeah. gay. Like it was just sick. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I've had my my poor experiences in school. I think, but for the most part, I always put myself out there. It's just a really optimistic, friendly person who just wanted to, you know, make friends. 
I mean, you know, I remember all the way back from, if I can take y'all way back to like, um, I was in preschool at a place called Advanced Learning Center. And I remember my first day of school. It was in Lamert Park. That sounds familiar. It was in Lamert Park, real ghetto in the cut. And (laughs) I remember getting dropped off over there. I remember getting my ass whooped there too. They closed down now, those bitches. But um, I remember my, my first day, my mom was just like, you know, say, hi, my name is Marcus, you know, and make friends, you know, be nice to people. So I kind of took that throughout school and it didn't serve me well in the beginning, but definitely as I got older and became into who I was, it was, you know. All right. So at 12, you come out. Yeah. How accepting was the family? Well, I told my mom, uh, it was just me and her, actually. Uh, I actually got into a fight the day that I came out to my mom. Um, I got into a fight at school with a boy that was new, and he was gay, and his eyebrows were terrible. And you told him? I Well, she came and picked <laughs> me up because I whooped his ass. Like, but why did y'all fight? Just um, random? Just he, random? No, he, had, he disrespected a very, 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 very precious teacher to me. Her name was Miss Crystal, and she was pregnant by like six months. And he threatened to kill her baby. And he was wow. a new boy. Yeah, this was that kind of school. It was a level 14 type of school. So, like, you essentially had to prove that you were, like, capable of functioning in public school before you could leave because you had, like, anger or, like... Where is this school? Mania. In Culver City, where everything is. Okay, What, what don't you know? <laughs> Culver in the epicenter of life. Oh, wait. I, know, I think I know what school you're talking about. It's on motor. Yeah, but... Um, uh, yeah, but so, no, just... Uh, she came and picked me up, and I remember we were going down a dip on Sawyer, coming home, and I was just like, "Mom, I like boys." <laughs> no, but I said, "Mom, I like dudes." I was like, "Mom, I like." I was trying to think, like, how can I say this to her? Like, you know, like, am I gonna be like, "Mom, I like dudes," I like boys, I like men, because I do like men, but like, you know, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like, um, yeah, I'm like, I like dudes, and she was just like, I know, uh, and that was that. That was, that was literally, and I was just like, cool, that was that. So it was probably a good thing that the rest of the family assumed already and, you and were, it already just flowed into place yeah. essentially okay. i didn't really ever have to come out to anybody else it just then became questions about dudes mm-hmm. that i would maybe bring around people would see me with or you know it was never really poking any fun from the family specifically but like you know i poke fun of myself for the most part it's see, cool right. i love this it's new age fun. story <laughs> i, I, I love this new age story though because and that's why i want to get somebody like older older like we're talking about like 40s 50s yeah, maybe easily. 60s so we could see that right. difference like the contrast and growing up, but this is, I'm, I mean, this is nice to hear. The kids are different these days, more accepting and society is different in that aspect. I mean, I'd want to say I was a little different in that aspect. I, for, for a lot of, for a lot of my life was like to, I, for a lot of my life has, I've thought of myself as like a, like a, a very rare kind of very rare kind of case. I think like, I had it pretty easy. But I taught, right? I taught like a few years ago. And I noticed that too. That's why I asked. Because I noticed that the gay kids were not being treated fucked up. Like occasionally, this is what would happen. They had friends. Everybody fucked with them. They were cool with everybody. And then if something happened, then the fag word would get thrown around. Mm -hmm. That's the only time you'll hear somebody being disrespectful. Other times, they're just like, oh, man, uh, Kareem, you cool. Like, you're just gay, whatever. Like, they didn't care no more. I remember when I moved from Chicago to L.A., though, and that was uh, six years now, the thing that stuck out the most was how um, the youth, the blacks, particularly the black the black youth, how they, me being gay was just like a non-factor, and I had never felt that, felt that as much as I did when I moved here in L.A. And when I moved here, I was working at the, the Nike in Beverly Hills, and a lot of the employees there were, um, you know, like 20, 21, 22 at the time, and it was like, 
it was more of like, where do y'all at? You know, like, and it's just like, what? Oh, and that was, yeah, that feeling was kind of like overwhelming, you know? I never know that. It's a good feeling that community is just kind of like that, you know? You just you can relate to somebody and see, and check for somebody, you know what I mean? And, and, and look somebody in the eye and share your experiences and just, you know, not feel like it's just you in a setting. Because that kind of sucks. It usually sucks. Because, D, you didn't have that. Like, you weren't as as comfortable in school. I mean, you weren't out yet, but you weren't. I was the most very... uncomfortable because I wasn't <laughs> yeah. out. And, yeah. like, because I was, you know, trying to be as straight as I can be in the Navy. I had to, wa- you know? <laughs> to, to watch every step, the way you sat, the way you sat, picked up. The way you talked, the way I walked. <laughs> the, the way you wipe your hands off. Yeah, oh, your, it was none side. of that. Uh, none of the all, floppy hands. It was all dusty sides, you know. Like, yeah, and um, yeah, and I definitely, yeah, definitely remember. I wish I could. Well, y'all can't see this, but me and D always laugh about like the way I would wipe my hands off versus the way he would uh, sprinkle his sprinkle dust off his hands, and I'll just be wiping shit all. I'm over trying my to wipe with no trace. Like it never happened. It's look, he looks like he's sprinkling fairy dust all over the place. <laughs> That's my signature. Um, now, Marcus, when I first met you, you were, uh, I believe you are taking, like, hormones to kind of soften your features or, like... When you first met me, I was 20. Yeah, you were. Let's start there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was real young. You were. Yeah. You were real young. Yeah, you were real So, young. are you trying to say that because you're saying, like, you were a little immature and this is why you were... You know, well, yeah, I feel like that's like a that. very important detail oh, yeah, for yeah. me. We're going to let you explain all that. Yeah, if you get why I, can, why I said it like <laughs> yeah. that, you what I'm saying. Cause I was 20, and I <laughs> and it started when I was 19, and I thought that it was the thing to do because I was a broke bitch who could not afford the cosmetic surgeries that I wanted. So I thought that it would be ideal to feminize through chemical means, and I got what I wanted. I mean, physically, I mean, aesthetically, but I mean, when it came to my mental, I mean, it was it was quite the journey. So, I mean, where do you want me to start? Like, start at that, please. Just, I want to hear, like, uh, what? when did you start experiencing those changes? You said physically. How long did it take for the changes to occur physically? Uh, a month, literally, almost, like a month. And and what were some of those changes? By the 30th day, like, I, <laughs> by the 30th day, my nipples had probably tripled in size. So in that, um, by in that entire time, there was just burning and it was just ripping sensations in my chest. Like um, I would get this weird pulsating feeling in my perineum. Do you know what a perineum is? I'm so it's mad. your gooch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. the gooch. It's the gooch. So yeah. And, and just, just weird little things like that. Um, I began to crave food like a pregnant woman. Weird combinations of things. Um my hormones were up and down. I started on pills, so it was really like gradual, but just still effective. And then um, I did that for about a year. And then coming into- And you into, were committed. I was committed. I was definitely committed. I was definitely committed, and I was moving into a new place. Um, I was actually staying at, um, oh, wow, yeah, that's an interesting bit too. I was taking these hormones, and I was staying, I was renting a room at a sober living home of Vermont at 88th, and- um. There was a bunch of like ex-cons that lived there and they were all like over 40 grown ass black men that like played dominoes and like, you know, like, but they were really sweet to me. Like they were really nice. They just wanted me to clean up after myself. 
but it was just really interesting like because they would kind of ask me questions and stuff but they were always just really kind to me like that's what's up yeah so that was interesting bit too but then um question all right yeah so what about your um your friends the friends that you friends. Were, were, huh? I didn't have any friends. Oh, so, because that's what I want to know. Like, was anybody in your circle, like, doing what you were doing? Like, no. that was just your own thing that you wanted to do on your... Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any, no, I didn't have any trans friends. I didn't, I wasn't going to any support groups. I wasn't looking at any flyers, doing any of that. It was literally me, my occasional best friend, William, who I'd had a tight relationship with from all the way from elementary through high school, which kind of waned after high school. Uh, and that was it. I was a loner. I got that apartment out in the valley. Um, was met this fool Deotis, and I mean, it was it was really just me and Deotis. Once I met Deotis, it was just like, okay, this is my yeah. friend. Like, why why was it? <laughs> why do you? Because you were so popular in high school, and you're high, and everybody loved you. Why did that happen? Why do you think that? Happened? My confidence shifted significantly after I graduated. I wasn't the same person at some at one point. It was like I. I, I started to not want to wear the clothing that, like I tell you, I used to be, you know, primped and tight and right and ready to go. You know, I used to not want to whip those clothes out anymore. I used to not want to put on face. And that just kind of gradually began to, to happen more and more. And then I just began to feel like I was, like, losing who I was. And then I guess also with the hormones, I felt like that would bring me back a little bit because I always did identify. Do you know why it got male. to that place before the home before the home hormones? Well, because I I declared femininity. I just declared, you know, just this kind of total femininity. But that, I'm saying the like you said um after high school you were like I don't I don't you weren't feeling comfortable. You didn't want to wear the clothes, you didn't want to you know, do the face and all that stuff like things have changed. Why why do you why did they change? Or why do you um, think they changed? I think because I graduated high school, and so I struggled a lot with, I guess, my image, I guess, going back to, like, how now I can kind of play, like, Dio to say, code switch, if you will. Like, you know, I think I was kind of struggling really with that after high school. Um, just feeling like now that I'm not obligated to do some shit every day, I can go out, I can, <laughs> I can fuck, I can chill, I can smoke, I can go buy my shit and hang out and get cars and do whatever that, like, you know, like, I still want to be able to be appealing to men on that are on the outs, men that are in the world, you know, that are in the city when I'm out and about, when I'm trying to meet people, like how, how do I navigate that? You know, cause I mean, I was popular in school, meaning also with the boys, like them little thug niggas liked me the fuck. Like I was cute. I was <laughs> like, I was really fucking cute. Like, you know, so it's just like now, okay. I might not be in that setting anymore. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to see how can I maximize my experience? Basically, yeah, I'm pushing and I'm pulling myself. And so, you know, I would grow my little mustache out. You know, I would go to the Ross and give me some basketball shorts. I hate showing my legs. That was always my one thing. Like I hated showing my legs unless they were shaved. But it's like, oh, like, you know, okay, let me see what this, let me see what this, let me see what this leg hair do. Like, you know, I don't know. Like I hate my legs. Like, you know, so little things like that and just really trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted. And I would, like, bite some cool dudes that I felt like, okay, see, you wouldn't fuck with me if I wore makeup. You wouldn't fuck with me at all if you you really peeped kind of, like, how feminine I am in nature. And I played that fence for a very long time, uh, very shamefully, actually. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't happy with myself. Um, and up until I made the decision to do the hormones and really just completely, you say, okay, bitch, let me gather this, let me bring this back where I want it, where I remember it to be, um, you know, because I never forgot, you know. 
I'm always gonna be feminine, you know. So <laughs> what decision made like what was the de- the decision that made you want to stop taking them? Um, well, what made me want to stop taking them was there was just a a big mental shift. I think um, I started to feel really like low, uh, depressed, uh, really moody, manic. Um, I was always up or down. Like I was really, really. I was dating a guy at the time, and, and my relationship with him, I completely fucked up. It was all my doing because I just, you know, I couldn't get a grip on my when, emotions. Really. When when did you start feeling the emotional side effects? Um, gosh, when did I start feeling the emotional side effects? I want to say. The end of so I was on hormones for all for a total of like I think two and a half years. Um, towards the end of twenty, toward the end of twenty sixteen, I want to say, like yeah, towards the end of twenty sixteen. Um, so how long had you been uh... since like after high school, like a couple months after high school? Okay. Yeah. Did you did you know the possible side effects? Absolutely. I, I googled it. I'm I'm a Google queen. I Google everything. And I trust Google. Google's very reliable to me. Um, so, yeah, I knew the side effects. And, you know, but um, I think at that point I was getting more than I was supposed to be given. My doctor was giving me 40 milligrams or the little nurse rather. And it's legally only permissible to give a trans person of male or female uh, 20 milligrams injection uh, of the hormone valerate, maybe testosterone or estradiol. So. They were giving me a, a leg up that I didn't even fucking need. So there's that component as well. Um, the shadiness in some of these clinics and these little doctor's offices that'll take your insurance and just pump you because you're a trans woman that, you know, you want to be fishy and you want it now. And they don't give a fuck. So, you know, I fell into a depression um, and I didn't leave my house for weeks. Um, I didn't want to do shit. I wanted to, but didn't really feel like it didn't. And um, and you had nobody to talk to. Nobody were, to talk to. I wasn't really had, trying to talk to nobody. I mean, my friend Pluto, he was a best friend of mine. Um, he's actually straight. And he was always really comforting to me. I've known him for years. Um, so he would come over here and there. But for the most part, I didn't even want to be bothered with him. You know, just. And, and so do you saying like, so when you got off, like, what was the reason? So you got off. And then how was it? Oh, why? so like the specific, oh, this, I clearly didn't answer the fucking question specifically. The reason was because, so I stopped the hormones, but I didn't stop taking the anti-androgen, which is a testosterone blocker. So now it's to the point where my endocrine system is getting no hormones. So then I started suffering from bone, uh, bone density loss. Oh, shit. So then I'm like, okay, I'm depressed. I'm in bed. Okay, well now, bitch, I can't get up. <laughs> so, you know. And now it's like, okay, what the fuck? So I call my grandma. And she's off into holistic medicine. She went and did the medicine shit in Seattle and things like that. She thinks she's Dr. Savvy girl. So I call her. And so she's just like, you know, you need to go in, hoop and holler at your doctor and get him together and tell him he needs to put you on calcium, vitamin D, this and that. So I go, get off the anti-androgens, start taking the test, the uh, hormones little by little and then weighing off the pills. Um, and then I started working out. Um, I started eating right, juicing. I started feeling fit, you know, getting better, and um, you know, took on fitness a little bit. You know, bought so some sad. some equipment and stuff yeah. like that. Got my body tight and right. You know, I was still kind of thick from them hormones. Them hormones had me thick, y'all. I'm just, I just need y'all to know that's what they do. They they will make the fat deposits in your body shift. So wait, wait, going back to that real quick, because I really wanted to know. Okay. And you didn't have an urge to want to be a woman. You just wanted to be a feminine built guy. Getting yes. So that was the real reason that you wanted to do that. that was, I didn't really really know. So 
you wanted to just get like you just wanted to gain some hips, some curvature. Right. Some, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> some curvature. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm I wanted to give the that. illusion, you feel me? Because and I did when I put them clothes on, like it, it made sense. I'm like, okay, I see it now. At first I was like, I don't see this shit. Taking them pills, I was like, I'm not gonna see anything. This is some bullshit. Why am I even doing this? But once I started getting them injections, or even before that, when the when the titties came in, I was like, Oh shit. I was like, Okay. I was like, Oh shit. I was like, Oh bitch. And these are not going down. <laughs> okay, when they stopped, when when you stopped, did you want that to go away? I never wanted them in the first place. If I could have oh. been flat chested with everything else going completely awry, that would have been great. But you knew that there, that, that there was a possibility of them coming. But you didn't really trust. the. You were like, eh, this shit ain't really working. So you didn't think it was going to come. Right. I'm like, let me take my little pills. I'm going to keep taking them. This ain't really going to do shit. This is funny, actually. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I'm feeling tingling. I'm feeling burning. I'm feeling prickly sensations. And now these motherfuckers are expanding. Now they popping. Now I got mosquito bites. Oh shit! I need a bra. <laughs> Period. So then you got a bra. And so and- then I got a bra. <laughs> then I got some panties to match. And then no. Um. But yeah. And it just yeah. But no. Um. So got fit. And um. Yeah. I just decided that I would never do that again. If I want to be feminine, I'm just gonna work my body and get that money up and lay on that table in the dr. You know. Is that a is that something that you plan on doing? Um, I don't say I plan on doing. I don't have no money to be planning on doing shit. But I'm saying if you had the money, <laughs> would you do that? I would absolutely, definitely. What would, would you do? What would you get? I would get my I would get my uh, body curved out. Definitely, it's like a, a body sculpting that they would use. Oh no, like, I've seen fillers. it. I've seen the women who get their body sculpted. Yeah, yeah, and There's then a they whole would page use... for it. Mm-hmm. It's like two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and I'm gonna got I got a coupon. Listen. <laughs> I got a Groupon. I'm Yo, bringing two of my oh, friends. For real, all them Dominican women, y'all be thinking just just born with ass. Nah. No, they're doing a really good job. They're doing a really good job. And they be built thick like that anyway, and they just slim it down a little bit in the right place. Nah, some of them didn't have no ass. I've seen them. Oh, yeah, they be flat and they be cr- uh, crinkled looking, frumpy. They be looking flumpy. Just That's wide. my word, by the way. Like, no, <laughs> units just, of measurements. <laughs> just flumpy, yeah. Just wide, no kick out. Crepey. The booty just denty, just... It ain't right. I mean, yeah, I've seen a few, man. One of my uh, favorites, Stephanie Santiago, she did that. Oh, no, no, no. What did she do? She had the fat move from, yeah, she had the fat move. Filled it up. From her stomach or something to her ass. But, but she already cool. had ass. She just really got her got her waist really thin, which looks, I know they want that look with the really thin waist and the big hips and ass, but like it don't look natural enough for me. I like yeah. I don't like that, man. A thick woman, yeah, a thick woman is, is built different. When you see a real nicely, classically built Southern woman, specifically, like, the build is is like no other. Like, the waist is, is ti- it's small, but it's still, it does, it's still statuesque, yeah, you feel it me? It got some like, stature it to it. It doesn't look like you pulled the belt, like, to uh, its It's not no weird ass. Like cartoon exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like parentheses. Like, that's not it. <laughs> That's not it. You want to be able to grip the skin of the fucking waist and the love handle. There needs to be some handle to love, period. And if you get that sucked out, then, bitch, you failed. (laughs) Well, I remember, I don't know what else. I do remember first meeting you, though. Yeah, um, we would have discussions about it because I was so confused about, like, what exactly do you want or what are you trying to get? And I remember we had this argument because... I overstepped my bounds and I was just like, I remember I was like, I don't know. I'm just saying who I was when I was 21 is just somebody that I ain't now. I just wish they would have gave that to you later, you know, just so you can know if that's what you really wanted to do. And um, 
you was like flipped out and then yeah and then i had to apologize because that was just like i didn't know you well enough to be saying that to you and then that's when you were like yeah i also been on these hormones and been flipping the fuck out like i can't (laughs) is that when i told you no, 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 no. Because I knew you was on them before, and then that's what we were talking about yeah. before. And then that's when I stated what. Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I came to at the end of the day was that like you were, you were, you were all right, and that's how I knew that you really cared because you know I don't even remember what the fuck you were saying honestly because I tuned that shit out. But you know I'm pretty sure it was some really cool shit that I needed to hear, and um, thank you because you know yeah. But I, I got hot in the moment. I think probably because I just felt cornered and couldn't answer the question. Um, and I do that sometimes, and I've always been like that because of my experiences being young and doing what my mama told me and trying to greet people kindly like that and actually being turned away. And You know, people used to bully me sometimes, at elementary specifically. I got, okay, I got a question because you, you brought up your mom multiple times, but early on you said that your aunt raised you. So what's the relationship with your mom? My mom is my aunt. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, thanks Surprise! for the Surprise! Plot clar- twist. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, so she's my mom. Uh, I like to just specify for the sake of just like timelines. Like, but, and um, technicalities. And yeah, technicality, but otherwise she's my mother. She's okay, my mom. She raised sure. me. Um, but yeah, she, um, yeah. I know somebody who's listening like, wait, I thought he only had, I thought his aunt. Okay. Okay. I'm so yeah, cool. No. Of course I have out. a biological mother and she's, she's, she's present. She's, she's cute and she's there. She's very young. And, um, but yeah, my, my mom still stands. She's a queen. Okay. Both of sure. them. And I know D wanted to talk. We, well, we wanted to know like, all right, so you get, you get your makeup done or whatever. Like how, what's the, when you go out, what is uh how does the public see you like what do you get from the public like, i mean i know it depends on the area but what's yeah usual? usually in general white men are very friendly <laughs> i will say that white men are very friendly to me um like you know if i smile at them anytime you know smile acknowledge they'll smile and acknowledge me back. So that's just funny and interesting to me. Like, that's something I note. I'm all about social experiments, so I do a little shit like that. Just to note it, um, <laughs> Latino women, they be staring the house down. They be staring me all in my fucking face. I'd be like, what are you looking at? You say that? No, I say it in my head. <laughs> Damn it. I'd be wanting to say it out loud, though, but sometimes I jiggle my head like, bitch, like, what are you looking at? Um, but for the most part, I mean, I don't know. People are cool. People are cool. I mean, because people, it's what can you do? It's the same way as if I'm super grungy looking like Marilyn Manson with the queer looking eye and I'm all like crypty looking like super tall hunched over. What the fuck can you do? Like, yeah, okay, living, living. With a face right. be, And then my <laughs> face is pretty. Like at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to if I'm going to be conceited about the shit. Like I have a nice face. Okay. My face is nice. My makeup is symmetrical. It's even. The shit is flattering to look at. Okay. okay. I'm soft. I'm small built. I'm light. I'm friendly, bitch. And I and I give, you know, you like it. Okay. Don't do that. But when you live on the, where you say, uh, 88th and Western or Vermont? Oh, and I lived over there. I mean. Did you ever. I never got any weird encounters like did, that. So did you have your makeup done over that way? I would go in. I would go into the barbershop and book an appointment with the same nigga with my face slightly beat, you know, and he would watch for my eyebrow when he would be edging me up with that straight razor. I mean, so you can that's I'm now so, he would just be like, you know, he, you know, he come, you know, I walk up, you know, he hit the blunt because he just pulling up. He go in, shake my hand and I sit down 
And I mean, of course, niggas is going to get their little first little looks. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, who is this coming to sit up in here? And I guess people get that. Like, I'm not from around there usually. Um, and I guess people expect that now in those areas. Like, they just, you know, like, okay, he's just coming to get his haircut, whatever. So it's not really like I don't get too much negative attention That's like that. Up. I didn't. Um, so different, man. It warms my heart. Like, I really yeah. do feel good to hear that because that's just, that's, you know, it's just moving it. Cause nah, man. It's, it's not my experience and I'm not that He fucked my it. head up, though. Yeah. Yes, he did. He, did. he fucked it up two different times. Oh. Yeah, he did. He was irresponsible. Sorry. But, yeah, yeah, I remember when I was in high school, there was only one other dude that was actually out and then, like, 12 dudes that were probably just, you know, in the closet. And... Oh. You make sure you counted all of their asses up. I did. I just never had <laughs> this, like to have any any example in my media circle would have been, you know, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. That's really great. Um, but yeah, you do do makeup services, by the way. He's beat this face quite a few times. And, um, uh, yeah. Um, we gonna what's your social media again? My social media is uh, the number one boy, number two beat. So it'd be numerical word, numerical word. Um, and I do makeup. I beat face. I'm skin complexion <laughs> maven. I get it going. Um, so you can just DM me if you have any questions or you want to consult. Um, and uh, yeah, you can go from there. So. Oh, you got some more questions for Marcus? Nah, man. I think we covered a lot, man. I think this was a really good interview. I enjoyed this. I really thank you for coming on. Like, thank this you. is a different point of view that ain't mine, you know? Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I think it's important for us to have these conversations and, you know, um, just to see the different sides of people. Yes. You know, gay, straight, um, you know, black, and, and, of, and of all other, you know, parts of the world, what have you, just, you know, seeing what's up and what we do and how we do it and you know hey and lastly before we leave man because you are from chicago we do need i do want to touch on it real quick yeah uh, and people are freezing to death they are freezing to death they had that whole arctic chill come through the midwest and hit you know wisconsin minnesota like chicago like ohio like all that what i mean negative 59 it's crazy it's crazy i can't remember I can't remember that. Like that is some shit where you can't be outside. Because global warming is real, and, and it's, it's real. And you see that dumbass shit Trump said too about that. It's just because it's surprising. cold. That means global warming isn't happening. Like <laughs> he you, has no idea what global warming. Is. Just, yeah. just but, but I wanted to shout out yes, Candace. Well, Walker, what was it? No, it's Candace Payne. Candace Payne, thank you, Candace Payne. She donated, took her time and donated her own money to house homeless people for like four days in chicago and uh she kind of started and created a movement because people uh wanted to start investing their time their space their travel their vans um their money to um you know to help out and housing the homeless people homeless community in chicago and that saved some lives i know you and know it's really dope because she's not like a big time person. no she's not she's, wealthy she's a, she's a real she, estate agent but she you know she's just a good person sister man thank and you and she so started much. this and it spread yeah so hopefully good acts like that continue to spread and we stop beating up people mm -hmm. just because they're different mm -hmm. and, yeah you know, yeah it just tells you the power of just how much 
people want to do something sometimes they just need a vehicle a will to take them there to do it a little inspiration inspiration you know yeah so yeah that's what she was for people um and shit i appreciate y'all for listening again man we're bringing these at you trying to get way more consistent than we have Mm -hmm. been so you know just be on the lookout we're gonna keep them coming all right